Okay, welcome to a brand new podcast, Corpses on Stage, a podcast about all sorts of ins and outs of amateur dramatics and shows and Yay. all that sort of stuff, really. So uh, there's three of us here, the three uh, three Masketeers, we call ourselves, um, a bit of a pain, actually. We're all called Matt or yep. Matthew, so I'm, I'm your chair, Matthew. Uh, to my left over there, we have Matty. Hello, hello. Like how you just said Matt over there because everyone over here will be able to hear where over there is. Yes, yes. Over, I'm just saying because you're right over there because we're socially distancing. He, so- he did say to his left. He did yeah, say to his left. Come on, yeah, I should have listened to that bit really. Yeah, yes, exactly. Just like his directing. This is a start as we mean to go on. <laughs> okay, so, and to my right over there we have Matt. Hello, everybody. Okay, so Matthew, Matty and Matt. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a pain and as we are all in the same society performing... Um, it can get a little bit confusing. At yeah, times. when someone shouts Matt, and we all three of us, yeah, because we all do get called Matt. Um, yes. When all three of us will then say yes, mm-hmm. then um, it can get a bit confusing. Yeah, everyone stops. Anyway, but we're here to talk about all sorts of things to do with um, drama, as I just said, and this is our introductory episode. So we wanted to introduce ourselves to you, and hopefully you can join us in different bits and pieces in the future. So. Um, we'll have interviews with people we know, interview hopefully with people we don't know to find out more stuff, anecdotes from the amateur world, discussions and all sorts of topics. I mean, uh, we, we're all, we all love Panto here, so I'm sure that'll come up. Um, Absolutely. Um, what, else, what else do we love, Matt? Um, we love musicals, we love music um, and singing, performing. Uh, yeah, all sorts <laughs> all my, my things. Um, and nerdy things. Nerdy things. Oh, we'll leave the nerdy things out, maybe. Oh, okay. I, think, I think we'll stick to the uh, the nerdiness of Amdram. Okay. The, the beauty that it is. We're nerdy Amdrams, then. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly. that's cool. Um, there may be some that's discussion cool. of straight acting here and there, but we struggle with yourself. that. We struggle with that. That's a bit well, so Some of us do anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so Come let's on. introduce ourselves to you. Um, um, so um, let's start with Matty. Matty, how did you uh, get into the wonderful world of performing on stage in an amateur way. In an amateur way, so... I mean, that's something you still do, obviously. I mean, of course, of course, I still do. Not that I'm now a megastar by any chance. (laughs) (laughs) So how do I start? Officially, my parents, my mum and dad were massively into panto. My dad was always director. My mum was always sort of the the leading lady type of thing. And uh, I was always the little kid in the background. And then when I was about 10 years old, we moved to Lanzarote. In which point I got involved into the hotels and the the little Amdram shows on tour. Then moved back to UK in 2015. And that's where you learnt your cheesy performer, entertainer (laughs) ways, isn't it? That is. That's very much where I learnt (laughs) to be the cheesy person that I am now. A lot of skills that I would like to drop over time, but uh, I'm stuck with them. Hey, they are skills that are very useful. 
Are you basically calling him a Mediterranean like red coat or something? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, no. This Lanzarote is not in the Mediterranean. Sorry, there, geography fans. <laughs> can I? Can I? Yeah, I like that. I'm a Lanzarote red coat. I was the equivalent of a Lanzarote red coat. Canary and red coat. The Canary and red coat. Yeah. Excellent. And what about you, Matt? Uh, when did you first start? Oh, many moons ago. I mean, obviously, everybody did the same thing, um, like school nativities and stuff. And I did. Um, I was the pharaoh in uh, Joseph and his amazing te- technical. Dreamcast. I can't even say it. I cannot even <laughs> say it because it was just such an experience um, and not a great one. I was 13 with spots and braces and my voice was breaking and having to dress up like Elvis was not the, something that you really wanted to do when you were 13. But, but you it, love it now. Um, yeah, not Elvis though. We all have um, dressing up, right? Yeah, and then I was then I joined the my local youth theatre, and I did feel very much an outsider, and I was I was quite shy, and I was told that I can't couldn't sing and I shouldn't sing, and so I didn't really sing then again, and didn't really do anything until I did a little bit at university for some friends that made um, films. I did a, a couple of things for them, but then I when I was about twenty seven, so that was nineteen years ago. I joined a, a theatre society and did several plays with them, but then I didn't really start doing musicals and singing until I, when I moved to Cyprus and joined a, a musical society, had singing lessons, mm. and then um, did lots of shows with uh, bits and bobs from different musicals, and then when I moved back from Cyprus joined a society, been in a couple of bands. Wow, so I'm sitting with a couple of jet setters here, Lanzarote, Cyprus. No, I moved, I've, I've I've lived abroad. In, uh, I lived abroad I've for I've always been years. in uh, sunny England. Well, to be perfectly honest, if I knew what I, if I know what I, if I knew now what I, that, I can't even speak. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. I do. I, it wasn't, do. it wasn't the most sensible of career moves, certainly. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure we'll get into that another time. Indeed, yeah, we? anyway. Mm, yeah. But, I mean, it's a, but um, so you're a little bit later in life then for you, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, so yeah, it, it, it really was. But I mean, I've um, I've done several shows, and I would say, and I always, I think this is my sort of mantra thing is that I don't really like musicals, but everyone I've been, <laughs> everyone I've been in, I've absolutely loved. Well, dun, so dun, I like, dun, I like having my, like having my opinion changed. If good, you know what I mean? Good. Well, we're here to. Here to talk about opinions and what about you? What, um, uh, when did you start? Oh, your turn now. I was about six, I think, and um, yeah, my dad was doing some amateur stuff, and yeah, just got into it at school and was in a local uh, dance troupe. We used to do a bit of dance, and uh, they did a massive show every year. I was in that, and it was in a big theatre in Ipswich. What kind of dancing? Uh, ballet, tap, modern, that sort of thing. I didn't get very far with it, but anyway, I was in this big troupe, and they did a big panto every year to in the theatre with about 1,500 people in and uh, didn't really look back then, did have some, been in shows most years ever since then really and uh, until this day. I mean it really is, um, it, it really is addictive. Yeah. Mm, that, yeah. I mean as much as we all sort of, you know, I, I guess would in some ways like to be doing it full time for a living maybe, uh, the the just the kind of the camaraderie with rehearsals and backstage and I enjoyed the the performing of the show but it's not the main thing you know it's it's the just the oh no I hate rehearsals it's the performing of the show 
Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's no, a, no, no. I do. I agree. Yeah, it becomes, and also it becomes addictive. I find, especially, I do a show or I do a banter and things. You get to it and you're absolutely knackered, and then you think, oh, do you know what? That's done. And then literally within a couple of weeks, you're going. I want to do it again. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it varies from show to show, doesn't it, really? Some shows, oh, yeah. the rehearsals are the best thing and the show is not quite so good. Yeah. Some, some shows, the rehearsals are a bit of a slog and then you get to the show and think it's one of the best thing we've ever done. Yeah, absolutely. I think if we are honest, there have all, but there's been shows that we haven't really enjoyed. I think every every performer has probably had that. And I've got yeah. some questions coming up about that, so um, okay. uh, we'll just get to that in a second. Okay, so finding out a bit um, more about us then, uh, nice and quickly here. Um... Matty, what was, what was the first show you can remember doing? The first show I can remember doing ever is yeah. Bugsy Malone. Oh, one of the, the classic. Yeah, a Bugsy Malone. And it was a charity show, and it was for a group called Kids for Kids. Right. And it was all a charity show, and it was it was half Oliver Twist and half Bugsy Malone. Okay. And in the Oliver part, I was Oliver. And it was the first little show that I ever did, and I was Oliver. And it was one of the most scary experiences of my life. But I think it's because of that. It kind of stuck in there. And then, of course, it went straight into Bugsy Malone, and that was all one show. Did you get flanned? Um, I didn't get flanned, no, because we couldn't use cream in the guns. Health and safety said no, and we put marshmallows in them. Oh. To be fair, that's the only decent thing about that show. I was going to say. <laughs> I know, tell me about it. What's the them? point of doing Bugsy Malone if you don't think I get flanned? <laughs> the, the Not my favourite show, I have to all, say. Or the pedal cars. The pedal cars. If only they had pedal cars. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's a difficult show to get right. I think it's one of those. I always wondered why there are no other shows that are purposely for kids like that. That's it. Seems to be the only one. Am I right? It's it's so, if, even if you look at it. Bugs Malone, you have to do it with kids. Never done with adults, obviously. No, yeah. But there's no other show that has that about it. No, I mean, I suppose you've got Annie, but it does have adult characters in it. Well, Annie's, they're, Annie's they're, just Annie, quite, isn't it? They're yeah. quite central. You know, they're, they are children. Yeah, of course. It? Yeah, it's quite a strange concept, isn't it? Really, Bugsy Malone. Yeah, it's a good concept. I've, a... I've always wanted to do a show where you had just old people and OAPs doing a show, and they play the children. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe one day. Maybe one day. So that was sort of a main role as well. Then Oliver was it? Oliver Twist, yeah, yeah, straight um, in. But it wasn't a full show. It was. Um, what was the first? Food, glorious food. Where is love? Um, Papa. Con- um, no, because it was all kids. Um. And consider yourself. Hmm. And it went from there, and then it went straight into Bugsy Malone. But funny enough, I don't really remember much about Oliver. If you ask me about that show, I'll always say it was Bugsy Malone. Straight, it sounds a bit of a strange hybrid. What about you, Matt? Hmm. What's your first show you can sort of remember? The first show I can remember is being a spider in Sleeping. No, Snow White. I was about five. Well, funny enough, my first show was Snow White as well. Um, I was a mouse. That's one of the main things I can remember. <laughs> this is when I was six and we had to hold the, the tail in front of the other mouse and I'm sure one night the tail came off. I think I, I think I was in a, a black leotard with like a balaclava. <laughs> and Hold on, hold on. Um, <laughs> no, this is, no, some no. people listening will know Matt and what he looks like. <laughs> that makes the image I, even better. I was five. I was five. And I, w- I was actually quite skinny as a child, and certainly left that behind a long time ago. But this leotard had two pairs of tights either side that were sort of stuffed to make like extra legs. So I would have like eight, eight legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a classic question. <laughs> and I, I, there's, there's a picture. My parents have got a picture of me. And I look ridiculous. Ridiculous. I think it's one of those things where they they have a show with not very many characters in, and they have to sort of invent them because you know. But I mean, we're, we're the same sort of age, aren't we? So that yeah. was this um, early eighties. This would have been about 
79, 80, yeah. yes, yeah. And uh, so My Snow was 82, I mm-hmm. think, possibly. Um, um, yeah, and the finale was all brown, brown costumes. I mean, maybe it was brown and gold, I don't know. That um, sounds quite posh. We couldn't afford to have a costume change. You know, again, costumes is probably a, a topic we'll get to another week, but um, mm. yeah, fantastic. Okay, so nice and quickly, and because we're all in the same society, these answers may cross over here. What was the last role you did? The last role that I did um, was the King in um, Sleeping Beauty, which was at Christmas, or I really I should say it was Dave in the Full Monty, but that didn't happen because oh. it was cancelled two weeks before due to the COVID nineteen lockdown. So King, mm. King really is the yes, yeah, so the last actual yeah was the King in, in Sleeping Beauty. Yes, and um, well, funny enough, I, I came up Panto season as well when I was doing Abanaza in uh, mm-hmm. in um, what's it called Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> that's the one. I'm happy you directed that one, and you that, can remember the that's title. That's the one. I didn't direct this uh, production of it though. I was uh, I was uh, yeah. it, was, it was nice to uh, wrote, wrote the script, wrote it. That's yes, it. yes, yes. That's right. But yes. it was nice to not be in the director role for that one. For mm. a change, I, I love a director. No, it was very good. Very yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, Matthew, so you were in the same panto as Matt, weren't you? I was, yes. The last one I did, I was Fetch. Fetch? That was the one I was, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> so much to pay attention. Um, yeah, Fetch, also in Sleeping Beauty. And then also the same Matt, I was going to be Ethan in Fulmonty. 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 Yeah, Fulmonty. Yeah. I think you should explain who Fetch was, because it was part of a comedy duo with Fetch yeah. and Carrie. Yeah, so it was one half of the comedy duo. Comedy postman, weren't you? Yeah. The comedy postman, yeah. Yes. One of the great iconic roles. <laughs> yeah. The comedy poster. So when I asked the question, I was thinking Adam's family or <laughs> something like that. But, but was that before? No, Adam's family was, yeah, be- yeah. was Adam's before. Family. Yeah, which I was, we all. I was Uncle Fester, and you, of course, were. Gomez. You were, yes. <laughs> we we should mention everyone else that in the last few shows that everyone that uh, Matthew has done, uh, he seems to have a Spanish accent that he seems to Spanish inherit. Accent. A Spanish accent and a, yeah. thi- and a thin mustache. Yes. <laughs> Because you, you had that thin moustache when you were, yeah, uh, Miss Anthemon. What was it from Guys and Dolls? Uh, <laughs> that wasn't Harry Spanish, that was Harry the Horse. Yeah, no, but you had, you had the thin moustache then, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, always got a moustache. But again, I mean, lovely topics we can talk about in mm-hmm. the future. I mean, it, I mean, the way the things are, are going now, what is appropriate to do on stage? A bit more of a serious topic. I, I did Abanaz this year, did Gomez Adams. I'm thinking, well, is that okay nowadays? But mm. maybe something to seriously talk about another time mm, true. yeah yeah um so um but looking back then um favorite role matty what's your favorite role you've ever done favorite don't, don't say oliver <laughs> from bugsy malone <laughs> oliver from bugsy malone no it wasn't that my favorite role i can remember doing oh there's there's two though i can there's two roles i can just pick one um they don't care okay uh rusty starlight express ah very good mm. where'd you do that uh that was on tour that was on the tour version of Starlight Express. Oh, cool. Okay. I didn't know that. Didn't know that about you. Where did you I'm tour? learning something. There you go. Where did you tour? Uh, are you ready? The Canary Islands. <laughs> there we go. Moving on, Matt. What about you? <laughs> I think my, my favourite is was um, uh, Caiaphas and Jesus Christ Superstar. I was about to say Abanaza from Jesus Christ Superstar. No, that, that would be wrong. <laughs> yeah, Caiaphas from Jesus Christ Superstar because it was just so horrible. Low, uh, yeah. He was a re- he was really really horrible. I was a really nice person all that week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but this is where we're going to get crossovers. I mean, I, I it's difficult. I mean, I just had to go at Matt, Matty about it, but I, it's hard to pick a favourite role, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, 
I played Judas in Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh um, So uh, I don't know if that's my favourite, but it was certainly a biggie. But um, I loved, I loved Fagin. I did mm. Fagin a few years ago, and uh, it's moments, not necessarily the whole. Ro- I mean, doing um, reviewing the situation. Yes, was, that's a really great song. Was a great song great and a great song. moment, and it was fantastic to do that. The the rest of the show, not not necessarily so much as a favourite, although I really enjoyed it, but there were moments like that that stand out. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, exactly. I know what you're saying, Jesus Christ Superstar doesn't exactly have a happy ending, of course, but, I mean, I think that the show was very special. I think it was also to do with the group of people that I did it with, but Adam's family as well was, um, was excellent, mm. and having the sort of opportunity to do that and be Uncle Fest and just be completely bonkers... Um, was um, yeah was was a really really fun experience as well. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I guess I mean we can talk about ourselves all day, I imagine, but we won't too much. Um, we, uh, if we carry on with this comp- uh, conversation podcast is what we're trying to say. That's a word. If we carry on with this podcast, then these things will come up as we go along. A couple more things then, just before we finish this introductory episode. Um, Something that's going to, we want to do in this podcast, uh, anecdotes from us, silly things that have happened on stage, but we're, we really want to get people involved and hear anecdotes from around the country, really, or the world, even, of, of what people have been up to, funny stories and that sort of thing. Um, any any um, Let's start off with some disasters. Any disasters for you on stage, Matty? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, you know, obviously we can see and say, and say you're acting because we can see you. But, oh, thank you. But yeah. what do you consider a disaster? What do I consider a disaster? Well, there's, there's, there's a few I can consider. There's actually one I remembered actually even last night when I was thinking about this, and that was Beauty and the Beast, where the I was Gaston, and the guy who was playing the Beast 15 minutes before the show was due to start called and said he was incredibly ill. Um, had to pull over on the side of the road and wasn't going to be there. Well, at this point, we've got a full room. And bear in mind, I should say, this is not a big production. This is a hotel, very, you know, hotel entertainment version of Beauty Canary Beast. Islands? Canary Islands, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, but <laughs> we got this, so the guy said, I, I can't be there. So I, in my infinite wisdom, realised that both Gaston and the Beast weren't on stage together through the entire show. So I thought... I'm going to attempt to be Gaston and the Beast. Just, just thinking about the show. Yes, exactly. You can see probably where I'm going with this. In a very quick 15-minute thought, I said, right, I will be both Gaston and the Beast. Yeah, because otherwise the show would just be Beauty and the... Yeah, it would just be Beauty and the... Yeah. Um, and, of course, the Beast is just a big, thick costume, so no one's going to see me. So this actually went through for 99% of the show. No, 97% of the show. It went for absolutely fine, no problems, until... So was I'm, there no one in control? It's just you sorting this out, was there? Yes, pretty much. And a few of the people on the offstage hands helped me change. And then it came to the end where I realised there's a fight scene. Correct. Between the Beast and Gaston. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, so I had to pretend to throw punches off the side of the stage, then go into the back, put the mask on, stick my head out, pretending to be the Beast, and then going back, forth, back, forth. And that is how the fight scene works out. Now, you also may remember at the end of the scene... Um, the beast changes back into the prince. Yeah. So I'm in my suit. Looks like Gaston. Yeah. yeah. So I come out, transform <laughs> into the prince. But into and Gaston. Not, and not only is it Gaston, I've still got the Gaston costume under on underneath. So when the beast costume comes off, you see the full me in the Gaston hair, Gaston costume. So what it looks like is I've just shredded the the 
the body of the beast off of Gaston, popped my hand up in the air and said yes. And that was the end of the show. So from the kid's perspective, it looked like I had killed the beast, taken his skin and stood on top of it and cheered. So and then could have quite single-handedly been responsible for many a child's <laughs> nightmare then. The Shame on you. And then Belle come and dances with you at the end. <laughs> oh, she's fickle, isn't she? Though? She's fickle as Belle. Not yeah. available on Disney Plus, unfortunately. Yeah. No, that did happen. Uh, right, are you going to follow that, Matt? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I will follow that. Um, disasters. Um, I'm usually so I'm usually so nervous before I go on stage that I. I sort of zone everything else out but where it's back to Jesus Christ Superstar I'm afraid I was when I was playing Caiaphas to look extra evil I was wearing black contact lenses and in the first show one of them decided to fold in my un, in my eye and go underneath my eyelid oh. as I'm as I'm taking my first steps on to do um Jesus must die and um, I had to do the whole song which did have a bit of walking around and posturing not really a dance routine as such but one eye sort of flickering and I was winking, uh, blinking my left eye like crazy. And I think people in the in the stalls at the front of them must have thought I was trying my eyes at them. And then someone actually had to remove it from my eye with a pair of tweezers, which was pretty horrible. Oh. Then uh, coming back on um, in this, it was the first time we did it. We did five shows, but it was the first show that I had the two disasters. And uh, coming back on doing Hosanna, I've done my bit where I've, you know, tell the rabble to be quiet and whatever. And then there's a chorus and then Caiaphas and Annas go off down some stairs because we were on a sort of upper balcony type thing. I've got this sort of robe costumes on with these enormous sleeves. And as I'm, I decided to, it's easier to go down the stairs backwards because if I'd gone downstairs forwards, I would have totally just gone arse over and uh, ended up in a heap. But my um, sleeves got caught around the uh, poles for the basically this, the the handrails from the stairs, and as I'm trying to get myself unravelled, I'm just getting more and more ravelled, and so I'm kind of still on stage in the song where they're all dancing to Hosanna, and there's me sort of looking at the audience, trying to you know sort of talk amongst yourselves, and um, very embarrassing, and I was still on. For the, the next scene after that, which of the song I, I'm afraid I can't remember, I think it might have been Simon Zealots. I'm still on trying to get myself unraveled. So for, for two complete songs, but I wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> yes, it was very embarrassing. I was very hot. I had to go and have a bit of a sit down afterwards. Yeah, so <laughs> pretty disastrous. So yes, so every night afterwards, I crossed my arms across my chest and walked downstairs not holding anything so nothing would get tangled up. Yeah. Very embarrassing. Well, costume malfunctions are a common thing, aren't they, really? So, um, again, another good topic um, to talk about in the future. I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure I've had tons of disaster on stage, fortunately. Yes, and you're not allowed to mention that one. Um, <laughs> and uh, But actually, fun, one funny enough, um, uh, yeah, Fagin, I had, I had something I just remembered. It's sort of like I'm quite meticulous about knowing where my props are. And stuff like that and I always tell people if I'm directing or anyone who's been in the show you sort out your props it's not up to the prop person Absolutely. to do it yeah. you know your prop is there go and check it before the show you go and make sure you have your prop mm-hmm. um, faking pick a pocket or two you have to go on stage loaded with all the stuff in your coat so the boys can do the pickpocketing in the song right you know, for some reason one night 
I forgot to put all the props in my coat. <laughs> and then uh, as the song was about to start, at the start of the scene, I thought, oh my God, oh shit. You know, there's nothing for the boys to oh. pickpocket. And, uh, so you, you hadn't got any of it? No, I had, I had nothing oh, in my coat. Christ. I had nothing in my coat. Fortunately, there was a load of junk on stage. So <laughs> as I was doing my lines, in my terrible Jewish accent, again, appropriate accents on stage, um, I just started walking around the stage and picking things up and putting them in my pocket. And um, and we were mic'd up, and I sort of had to sort of um, like flash the boys, like, <laughs> like some dirty flasher to show so it, inappropriate. It's, it's not the handkerchief you usually take, it's this candlestick tonight. <laughs> so I just realised, though, I was in the audience for that. Oh, were you? I was. Well, maybe not in that show. I mean, it could have... No, because... I remember no, particularly... No, because I remember thinking, I remember seeing the person playing Fagin when I watched it, walking around and picking props up and putting it on his pocket <laughs> as he was singing. And thought, yeah, I, can't, I can't remember. I might have had to do that a little bit anyway. I can't remember. But yeah, it, it was definitely... It might have been. I don't know. Yeah, it might, it might have been. Because was there ever supposed to be a bit where they pulled like a long thing out yeah, of your coat? Yeah. And then it looked like kids were going to do it, but nothing long was coming out the coat. Careful. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, I mean, euphemisms. I just made allusions to being a flasher on a stage. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but it, yeah. It, it could well have been. I mean, that mm. was before you joined SSI then, wasn't yeah. it? Just, yeah. But that, that was the first show I watched when yeah. I returned you, you to were, the UK. And you were wowed by the quality and just had to be part of it. I thought, this needs fixing. I need to get a bit <laughs> a part of this. <laughs> Yeah, but yes, yeah, so that was that was definitely a moment on stage where my inner jaw dropped, and I wonder what the hell I was going to do. But yeah, to their credit, the kids did really well, and they just carried on and and took the appropriate props that were now stuffed in my pockets. <laughs> anyway, right. So I think we've been talking for about twenty minutes, guys. And uh, as an introduction, that's quite long. So um, let's just finish off with uh, a quick idea of a, a bucket list role a role that you haven't played that you would maybe like to do or a show you like mm. either a role or a show you'd like to do which you haven't yet done oh that's really that's really really difficult and obviously you and me Matt we're getting a bit older so those young yes, parts yes. are now disappearing aren't they yeah absolutely um, well, and for you as well Matthew I no, no, I mean, no I'd say the young parts are still young, there ba- say, based on looks you should say young <laughs> roles disappearing because young parts again sounds yeah, kind of yeah. rude okay. see for me I don't have to think about it. for me it's a very easy bucket list role go on Elder Cunningham Book of Mormon yeah, if that one ever comes around, I suppose. We're seeing a situation where that's not a, mm. an amateur show, isn't it? But yeah, I it's, it's not an amateur show, but that's the dream role for me. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, one that isn't available that I'd love to do is Frankenfurter from mm. Rocky Horror Show. Right. Um, again, oh, I'm just about in the in the bracket still to be able to do it if it came out now. Right. By the time it comes around, if it ever does, it'll be gone. But I would love to do that role. Um, I, I don't. I don't know is the simple answer. Mm. Um, I would have loved to have played um, a Kaniki from from um, Greece when I was a lot younger in a proper show. I've done it a couple of times at sort of school level, but I would have loved to have played that in a sort of proper production or a with a. a uh, have you know my school budget. production when I played Kaniki was very proper. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, well, you know what I mean. Um, Luckily, this is a podcast. We can't see I the think... video of that one. Um, 
I'll have to pass on that. You can come back to it another yeah. time. We'll ask you every week, shall we? All right, then. Okay. <laughs> well, you can try. <laughs> One day we'll get the answer. Okay, well, that's great. And uh, hopefully people have found it vaguely interesting listening to our tales of, of disasters and favourite roles. And it won't always be about us is the aim. Uh, as we said before, we want people to join in the discussions and the topics if we can when we set up our Facebook page and get rolling. But, um, yeah, we're corpses on stage i'm presuming that people listening will know what that means again a topic for the future the silly things that we say in the theater absolutely okay well so for now then we'll sign off we'll we'll put the curtain down on our first uh, introductory episode so um so cheerio from me cheerio from me and a cheerio from me thanks everyone thank you Copses on stage, copses on stage. You mustn't make me laugh, cause there'll be copses on stage. Copses on stage, copses on stage. You shouldn't make me laugh, cause there'll be copses on stage. Bye, bear.